Hey guys, it's your girl Lauren, and welcome back to the All Far Meds podcast, a podcast for and about mental health. On today's episode, we'll be discussing schizoid personality disorder and the symptoms, psychology, and treatments of the disorder. Eddie and I will also relentlessly argue about popular songs, peg to be on Ellen, and check if I'm actually a reptilian person. Again, I just want to shout out our Instagram page, Off Our Meds. We're putting out some content that's hotter than a stack of flapjacks over there, and it really does help out the podcast, so we really appreciate it if you guys continue to like and comment on our pics. Again, that's Off Our Meds on Instagram. Enjoy this week's madness. Get right into it. Let's cut it up. Cut it. <laughs> Let's cut that cut shit up. up. Digest right. it. Okay. It's oh. fucking graphic. <laughs> anyway, on to the content. <laughs> All right. The Off Our Meds Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back. Welcome back to the pod, the podcast. And today, Off Our Meds. It's a special day. It's a special episode. We have our first live studio audience. Yeah. We have And we're in a new place. Hell yeah. We are on the move. We are yeah. taking off. We're doing a tour across the country. Yep. We've really gained national attention. We're actually on a road trip to California to be on Ellen. Yes. That's and Ellen DeGeneres. We're going to for sign those a who contract. are confused. Yes. Um, there's someone that works for her named Kaylin Allen. Yes. Love this guy. He just got like, he went viral on the internet and Ellen just hired him. Really? Please tell me how I get that job, how I get that kind of luck in my life. We're getting there. Yes. Our studio audience has a question. Oh, he went to Temple. That's right. I do know that. No shit. Get me the connections, girl. So our friend Jess, who is in the studio audience, is a Temple, well, soon to be a Temple alum, but hell yeah. (laughs) Currently just a Temple student. Yes. And Kaylin Allen attended Temple. I forgot about that. He does talk about that a lot, and I'm, I always think of Jess. And That's Jess funny. knows people that worked with Kaylin Allen. What the heck? How do I? Wait, okay, so I'm out of the loop, as everyone All right, knows. All right, Kaylin Allen. I don't know who that is. I think he went viral for a fashion review, I believe. He had a really funny reaction to a fashion show. Is he like a YouTuber? No, it was just like a reaction video. And it was hysterical. I mean, he's, like, really funny. And then he did more and more. Oh, you know what? No. I think it was a food reaction. He did it to food because now that's his segment on Ellen. He, like, reviews recipes and stuff. That's it. It was, like, a tasty video. And now they do, like, recipes. He He didn't make it. He just watched. (laughs) Or something. This is not James Corden. This is Ellen. (laughs) Please. Um, No. He, like just watched a video of someone making like a weird meal and he was like what the fuck is this and he like reviewed it and then ellen found him and now he has a job and now he's living his life out in california in a nice ass condo with a nice ass dog so uh, what when does that happen to Uh, me soon that's that's why we're here Look, I'm not a narcissist. I'm actually the exact opposite of a narcissist. Um, I hate myself and I have a really low self-esteem, but I know I was meant to be on the Ellen show. Okay. Like, I just know that was my journey. You feel when it's right. Yes. And from the moment I came out of the womb, I knew. You knew. I knew I was supposed to be on Ellen DeGeneres. I just have a lot to say. Okay. You know. And I want, I want some, I want some money. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I'm going to say it. Why not? She always gives yeah. people money. And you know what? We could probably go on there and she'd be like, you guys are doing an amazing thing. Here's some money to pay oh, off your student loans. You're right. 
Ellen right? is totally going to find this. Ellen's Ellen, like a fairy godmother. If you find this, please, please we, we love you. you. <laughs> yes. Please. You know what? And I don't feel bad making money jokes because she just was making mad money jokes to Chris Jenner the other day. Oh. And it was actually hilarious. I was like, that's hysterical. Isn't it great when like people with hella money can just joke about Right, because Chris <laughs> you know just what? relate. You know, I guess Chris does have more money. I guess probably, she's got an empire. They have that whole empire. Right. It's an empire beside but Ellen's probably Ellen's probably rolling. <laughs> I mean Yeah, because she still probably gets like Stuff from that other show she did. No way. Like they canceled the... that show because she came Yeah, out. but like, do they give like royalties for the reruns? I doubt that for that one, no, because okay. it was such like a controversial thing that she came out. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. I can't say that I've seen it. Like, I, we were running. I don't since... even know if we were yeah. alive. I don't think so. When it was out. And if we were, we were very young. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just want to be on Ellen really bad really bad <laughs> that is my life goal um and like i said we're on our way to california right now mm-hmm. we're going to hijack the ellen show yeah so hell yeah next episode you're just gonna see us come in mid take and just destroy the whole ellen place. will be our guest yeah we will hold her hostage yeah and we're gonna we're gonna make her tell us about her life yes so and then ellen. give us a little bit of cash yeah literally we will rob her basically i don't know if i should say that on the air because that could be a threat no we're I not don't actually, actually okay rob ellen. we're not actually going to rob ellen i would never we're do just that. gonna rob a spot on her show a spot in her <laughs> yes, chair. yes yeah. yes yes um do you know danielle bergoli bad oh, baby i know danielle bergoli. so don't you worry. i say i shouldn't say that because <laughs> just this past week um danielle made a death threat to um, a little girl from Disney Channel. What is her name? Sky Jackson. Did you ever watch Jessie with Debbie Ryan? Yes. Was she the... The little one, the youngest one? Yes. Yeah, she had the pet zebra. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she's like is 17 she like grown now. Up now? Oh, yeah, she's wow. like 17. And she made a comment about Danielle Bregoli. I don't remember what it was. And Danielle got on a live stream and was like, you shouldn't Yikes. be talking this shit. I will find you and I will kill you. Literally, that's what she oh, said. Wow. She said, I will kill you. So um, Sky Jackson got a restraining order, as she probably should, because Danielle Bregoli is fucking crazy. Wow. And now there's some beef. Yeah, it sounds like it. Once once you have a restraining order, that's beef. Like I would say mm, yeah, nothing so. Around that. But you know what? Like... Billie Eilish is friends with Bad Baby all of a sudden, and people were really? giving her shit for that. Yeah, they did not like that. I feel like Billie like... Eilish. Billie Eilish. <laughs> sorry. Oh my god. Oh my god. That wasn't even a sorry. joke. He that in, wasn't like, even a joke. Oh my god. That's Because I hilarious. say it to my sister to Billie fuck Eilish. with her all the time because I'm like, oh, is that Billie Eilish? And she's like, yeah, it's Billie Eilish. So that's Your just how I refer to her. Just like furious. Like she doesn't even know what happened, but some fury just like was born inside of her. <laughs> she For was Billie like, Eilish. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I can't stand her. She was like complaining about the Grammys. Why? Her performance was awesome. No, because, like, she got too many. Oh, that's not her fault that she's yeah. talented. <laughs> I mean, I wish I was getting all this fucking Grammys, <laughs> I mean, too. Your sister yeah, sounds like it, a hater. It wouldn't be a bad thing, but, like, Psych, come on, no. all those damn Grammys? She didn't want them, I, though. Although, I must say. When she got I up there, she say, was like, I do not want these. Yeah. <laughs> and I've never listened. I have not listened to her album, so I can't. Really have you say. listened to any of her songs? I've listened to that one. That's popular. Great, bad guy. Yeah. Okay. What did you think? 
This is now um, a music review channel. I thought it was or a podcast. Fine. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it wasn't just. It didn't blow fine. my mind. But. Eddie. <sighs> All right. We've had conversations about music in the past, and there was one song in particular that I'm very fond of, and I'm, like, blanking on what it is right now. And he was like, it was fine. Can, was it uh, Was it God is a Woman? Yes. <laughs> That's the one. I remember that That's Because you the were one. so, like, what? And How I I remember just being like, wait, she really is about that you. song like that. Yes, bitch, I'm about that song. Mm. My feminist queen. It's I, I. It's a good song. Back off. Lyrically. Back but like, off, my girl. I don't know. Lyric. Oh, come on, Eddie. Come on. Get it's, the it's a good song. It's a good He's song. He's lying. He's lying but through it's his goddamn teeth. But it's not a great teeth. song. What's your favorite song? I can't have... I don't have a favorite song. Break Free by Zed. I mean, featuring Zed. Oh, <laughs> uh, um... That was a joke. I like the... Um, I really hope that's I like that's Seven not... Rings. That's Okay, that one's... That's... That's a big move. Like, big. <laughs> I wish I was that rich. Yeah. That's, like, the biggest flex of the decade. Yeah, that's a good... Like, she's not being humble anymore. No, she her. does not care. <laughs> she gave up on that shit. No, she doesn't care. You know, um, you remember Old Town Road? Yes, of course. I'm sorry. I'm on a tangent now, but I have to say this because I was <laughs> we'll reminded... We'll get to something relevant I soon. truly believe this in my core, that the remix with... Um, Billy Ray Cyrus was the remix of the century. You prefer the, the century. Remix. The century. The remix. I don't know. I don't don't know come remix. for my King Billy. It's, it's not. It's not bad. Come on. But oh I God. like the original better. I'm Eddie, sorry. This is why I'm sorry. We're doing a podcast <laughs> on mental health and not music because we'd probably be fighting. We could. Twenty four seven. Let us. We should do a survey. No. On. I don't want <laughs> which is better the you'll remix probably make a bunch of accounts like fake accounts and like <laughs> I, do, I do not have time for that but I will make time <laughs> anyways um how long have we been rambling about absolutely nothing um only nine and a half minutes so it's wow. probably about time it's about time to get right into it but quickly how was your week because mine was pretty boring I you had something going on I right? went to a psychiatrist that's about it oh yeah got my meds readjusted by a new psychiatrist I um had a couple of exams and then oh, yesterday I, I went had out exams too. and partied. Yeah, it's that oh, time. Oh, you partied already. hard. I partied hard. I went to a club, as you oh, like to yes. say. Oh, yes. I'd love a good club scene. Which, I don't know. I really haven't. It's the first time I've been to a club in clerbs. like a long time. And it, I thought I was going to hate it, but I actually had a very, not a very good time, a pretty good a time. A decent time? Yeah, a pretty good did time. Did you dance? I did. No way. There was a group of people and we were just like... You were just cutting, cutting it, it up. up. Exactly. <laughs> we did not even plan that. <laughs> but that's what we I'm did. We cut it up and it was fun. I didn't even like. I made a comment I didn't earlier. I freak out. And said amazed. that Eddie is like the male version of me. <laughs> and that just, just proved said. that our brains are just wired differently but the same. But the same. Okay. We're anyway. going to get into it. All right. So this week we are talking about schizoid personality disorder. Yes. This one's pretty interesting. This is our first personality disorder that we're disorder that we're discussing on the pod, which I'm very excited about because I love personality disorders. I actually want to work with personality Me disorders. Me too. They are my favorite because so yeah. many people are like, 
I'm not touching that. And I'm like, bitch, who? Why? Like, They're what? so interesting. Because here's the thing with personality disorders is that your personality, yes, there's some biological aspects of it, but for the most part, it's built like from your environment right so what you learn as a kid what you pick up from people the people you surround you like you surround yourself with that all develops your personality so yeah. what goes wrong that flips a switch and someone now has a personality disorder exactly um like i said obviously there are some biological factors we're going to touch on nature versus nurture later but um it is interesting to think about it's very yeah. interesting and i love personality disorders yeah so let's get right into it let's all cut right. it up cut it <laughs> let's cut that cut shit up, up. digest right. it oh god oh it's fucking graphic <laughs> anyway on to the content <laughs> all right so what is schizoid personality disorder um it is part of a cluster a the cluster a of personality disorders mm-hmm. and these are generally like they have difficult times relating to others, have no desire to interact with others at all, often described as odd or eccentric. Right. So, so anybody with a personality disorder in cluster A is like generally described as this, just odd or eccentric. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And my abnormal psych professor told me like the distinguishing factor with type or yeah, cluster A personality disorders is that you can generally tell immediately. Really? Like some things Because they're right. so off. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. I would love to meet somebody. My sister's friend um, apparently just got diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. And oh. I think I was very close with someone who had borderline. And I think there's a possibility. Eddie's pouring his coke. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's I a strong possibility that somebody in my family has borderline personality oh, disorder. Really? I've discussed it with my therapist. And she said that they sound, that person sounds yeah. either like borderline or hysteronic, which oh, okay. I don't know Is much that, about. But we will get similar. into that. It's pretty similar. Yeah. It's basically just people who can't regulate their emotions. It's so like... Mm. I don't even know how to explain it, but we will like get to that one day. Almost. Yeah, yeah, literally. Okay, so that's what the cluster A of personality disorders is. But the actual schizoid personality disorder, um, this typically starts to appear in late adolescence or early childhood. Or, I mean, yeah, early childhood. Yeah. Um, I think that was supposed to be early adulthood because that doesn't make sense. That's definitely meant to be early adulthood, not childhood. So my bad, guys. <laughs> um and they are typically described as someone who has a lack of interest in social and intimate relationships and these people have a really hard time expressing their emotions and they usually live a solitary yes when i say these people like a solitary life i mean they literally don't want to be around anyone and we'll get to like we have actual like accounts from people who live with the disorder and it's very interesting Mm. to hear their side of it because it's so different it's such like it, there's an aversion absolutely like a strong aversion to any super odd because humans are social animals yeah so to be that opposite of it is very interesting mm-hmm. to because even people with like social anxiety like you and i we fear you know talking right. to people but we still crave exactly <laughs> like I human need to interaction do something sometimes right yeah okay so um although they sound the same so SPD and schizophrenia, because they have the same beginning, schizoid, or, yeah, yeah, they're not related. 
And it's also worth noting that there is a schizotypal yes. personality disorder as well, in addition to schizoid yeah. personality disorder. While we were researching this, we kept mixing up. We kept getting results for schizotypal. And we kept reading it. And we we're like, this doesn't make sense. This is the exact opposite mm. of what we were just talking about. And it's because it's like they are closely related, but they're not the same. Um, so the main difference is that schizophrenics experience psychotic symptoms. So they hallucinate and they have delusions. And though people with SPD can have psychotic symptoms, um, it's not as common and they do function fairly well. Yeah. Like usually, in everyday life. Like I read that they usually don't have any issue with like disconnecting from mm -hmm. reality. They have like right. a, an abnormally strong grasp on it. But people with SPD, um, I'm going to keep saying SPD because schizoid personality disorder is a lot. That's, so yeah, when I say that, that's what it means. Um, they typically enjoy jobs where they can be alone. So they like jobs like night security, um, libraries, and lab work. And we were actually talking about whether or not um, Stephen Hawking's Yeah, and was, Albert Einstein too. And Albert mentioned. Einstein, they have been speculated to be um, schizoid types. So if you look back, it is interesting because they were both scientists and they did spend a yeah. lot of time alone. Yep. So, I mean, it is possible. Um, I don't know a lot about either of them like too much about them no so i, I couldn't make a diagnosis i know <laughs> stephen hawking not... though had some like like he would say some offhand shit that yeah would, like... but i feel like people who are that smart they do like yeah either you're so smart that you're out of touch with like social interaction or you're right. so like socially like i don't even know how to explain it but and i that, just feel that like could people... be part of it is that if you're so smart you might like yeah. develop a your intellect disorder, is in a completely different area it's not in social skills it's in like academia yeah you know it's completely different types of intelligence assume that other people know like the right crazy shit that you well, do i mean look at elon musk he's yeah. in the same boat yeah that man says some weird shit i've heard him oh, on yeah. podcasts and i'm like the fuck is he talking about <laughs> like he's wild but he's so smart yeah so I mean, I would love to be that smart. I really would. I think I it know, would be. like that man can just find ways to make money in like so many different ways in like three seconds. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. Like, it's extremely fascinating. I, I could not imagine being that talented. Like he no. is kind of talented. Oh, he's being that crazy smart is definitely is. a talent because the things they can do, like it's just not. It almost doesn't seem human. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. It's amazing. Maybe. He's a lizard person. Um, I would be willing to admit. Okay, look, Robert's looking at me right now because he swears <laughs> that I'm a lizard person. Why are you? Are you a lizard person? Perhaps. Wait. <gasps> I mean, I, I do know. love reptilians. Like, let me, I'm going to try to peel your face off real quick. Go like, ahead. I want to see what's under there. <laughs> we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. He successfully peeled my there face off. There is no lizard under there. No. It was just skull. So, <laughs> sorry. We just had a sort of like a lobotomy done. Yeah. It's still psychological. <laughs> a lobotomy, for those who don't know, is uh, where they would basically just stick a big knife in your brain oh, because the they thought, thought that would it. cure your disease. It did in some cases. Right. But you it were cured also... you by death. If you didn't die, you were not the same human that you were. You were barely before. human after yeah. that. Like you didn't function yeah. after that stuff happened. But anyways, that's off topic. Anyway, that, back ooh, to that S should be another episode. That's good. Yeah, mm. lobotomies definitely. One day. Okay, so 
like I said, um, people with SPD, they like jobs where they can be alone. So night security libraries, lab work, yada, yada, yada. Um, They are very reclusive and they organize their lives around the fact that they don't like people. So they will purposely (laughs) structure their life in a way where they do not come in contact with another person, which like seems like a lot of work, honestly. It does. Because that's, I feel like that's a lot to have to like shut out of your life and just kind of decide that, I don't want anything to do with another human being. Yeah. Interesting. So like, interesting. you have to be dedicated. I mean, you... Dedicated to... Honestly, people. yes. Which is honestly me sometimes, <laughs> but not like that. But I think <laughs> yours is definitely <laughs> social anxiety. so much effort to put into things. <laughs> <laughs> um, This was interesting. Many people with SPD don't marry, and if they do, it is not for quote-unquote traditional reasoning uh, reasons. So I found this quote on Quora. Quora? Did I say that right? Quora? Quora, yeah. I, I say, yeah. Okay, Quora. Um, and they answered a question about what it's like living with SPD and getting married. And the question was, do people with schizoid personality disorder feel the need to get married? And she said, I intend to get married sometime, but not for usual reasons. I desire children and marriage. Um, I do not want to have children until after college, yada, yada, yada. But this part... This is what like kind of tripped me out. She said, I do intend to see a psychotherapist before any action is taken in this direction since I do not love people and find it morally wrong to enter into a marriage without disclosing this fact. Which, yes, I agree it's morally wrong to do that. But the fact Good she doesn't love. She, she literally doesn't love. Fact. I couldn't imagine. Wow. She does not love. Do they love animals? That's crazy. I or they just don't probably, love at all. Probably not. Like they probably. Yeah have a dog or something well i read one that because one of the questions i saw was do um people with spd think people are funny and the guy was like sometimes i'll laugh he goes um if i think something's really funny he's like but i like dry humor and like edgy humor and stuff like that and then his last sentence was and occasionally i'll laugh at my dog (laughs) (laughs) so i don't really know they do have dogs and they like them (laughs) i guess i mean that's different that's a different companionship you know I could definitely live on an island with a bunch of dogs. Maybe they just find it easier to relate to, like, a completely different creature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they like, we're not speaking the same language anyways, you know, as yeah, these people. True. We might all speak English, but they're on a completely different level. Yeah. And, like, a dog is not going to reject you if you, like, as long as you feed it. I don't think they're it. worried about rejection. They're not because, I mean, we'll get to the symptoms, but one of the symptoms is they're very indifferent towards criticism or praise. They just don't care. So someone could be like, that's really great. Like you did a great job on your art project. And they'd be like, okay. Yeah. Or they could be like, you fucking suck at your job. You're worthless piece of shit. You're fired. And they'd be like, okay. (laughs) Like, I would love to have that. Definitely work with someone like that. Really? (laughs) Really? Yeah. Interesting. Maybe we should do a case study. Yeah. Oh, my God. You should I'll watch them, them from afar. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, so now we're going to get into the symptoms of um, SPD. If Eddie, you want to yes. take care of that? Okay, so they do not enjoy close relationships with anyone, and this includes family. Crazy. Yeah. So not even not even blood. Fuck it. Who Mm-mm, cares about yeah. that? Uh, tend to choose uh, solitary jobs. Kind of already went over that. Do not find pleasure in many things such as sex or like friendships going out yeah anything with yeah anything yeah um no close friends tend to stick to first degree relatives it's like if they stick to any at all 
um, hard to relate to others, and indifferent towards criticism or praise. Like you kind of said, yeah, they just don't care. And aloof and show little to no emotion. So this is why schizoid and schizophrenia have the same schizo part. Um, Schizo means lack of affect, which basically means no emotion. So those with schizophrenia, they don't have an affect like they yeah. don't show emotion. Um, I did not some know of that. them, some of them, some of them do. Others, there, there are. I think it's catatonic schizophrenics. Yeah. They literally just like sit there, and don't yep. do anything. They don't move. They have no motor skill. Like I've it's seen that. It's, it's wild. Pretty wild. It's yeah. wild. Um. So that's where the the name why it's used the same, mm-hmm. but it's not the same okay. disorder. So now we're gonna get into not. Like some of the, the contributing I don't want to factors. Say, yeah, the contribu- right, theories. On, There's yeah. a lot of theories because there isn't one thing that causes SPD, and that's a lot. As I with mean, most. Exactly. There's a lot of disorders things. where people just don't know what's causing it, like schizophrenia. We still don't know what causes schizophrenia. There's a lot of leading theories that make a lot of sense. Um, the biggest one is that there's an overproduction uh, of serotonin. Okay. And somehow that just messes with. I believe that's actually the what they think is the same thing that causes schizophrenia as well. So that's what I just said, schizophrenia. Oh, I thought you were saying. I <laughs> you thought you were talking about. Unit. See, this is the problem that you get. I thought you were talking about schizoid personality disorder. Yeah. So <laughs> yes, they there is a theory that um, there's an overproduction of serotonin in the brain, and that's what causes this personality disorder. But when I've talked to my therapist about it, this is what interest is interesting about it, is that. She said she doesn't necessarily consider personality disorders a mental illness because you can't medicate it. Right. So when I found out you could medicate schizoid, it was very interesting to me. Yeah, but that's interesting because you also can't, at least in most cases, insurance will not cover any kind of treatment for a personality disorder. So. But it, I don't know. Well, it falls under mental health. But, but usually, here's the thing with personality disorders. They're very hard to treat because when people come in right. with a personality disorder, they're usually not coming in saying, I have a personality disorder. They're coming in saying, I'm depressed. I have anxiety. And that's just yeah. a symptom. It's a comorbid symptom of the personality disorder. Mm. But like my therapist said, you can't treat the actual disorder. You can just treat the disorders that come with it. Yeah. So like the depression, the anxiety, stuff like that. But you can't actually treat the personality part of it because you can't change somebody's personality. Now, would they even like tell someone in that case? Like, you, I think nine I times think out of ten, personality disorder. Or do oh, they the just therapist. Not bother? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The therapist will be like, "You have borderline, or okay. you have schizoid." Yeah. And I mean, just puts a name to it, but those people don't really care. Right. I mean, they're like, whatever, <laughs> you know. Like, and sometimes, like, that's the case where you'll have someone who's like, everyone else is the problem. Yes. It's not me. Like, yes, that's very common wrong? in borderline personality disorder. Yeah. Very common. Um, another thing with personality disorders, after 25, your brain sets. So anything you believe is set in stone and it's extremely hard for anyone to sway your thinking, which yeah. is why one of my professors last semester said they want you to go to college early because then the schools can imprint their beliefs onto the students and then the students go out and reproduce the university's beliefs 
um, whether that's liberal, Republican, whatever. Right. But that's basically the idea behind it. Um, because once you hit 25, it's hard for you to sit there and hear your professors talk and be like, no, I don't believe that. But when you're 18, 19, you're very impressionable. It's very easy. So with personality disorders, especially wow. when you hit 25, you cannot do anything to change that. That's really fascinating. It's done. It's locked. Yeah. I have seen, though, that like in recent years, they've been studying how you can change your personality later on mm-hmm. in life. And therapy was shown to like change a little sure, bit. Sure, it helps. But if you, I think if you have a personality disorder right it's a little different a little bit more also people that are going to therapy to change their personality want to see a change those with personality disorders don't necessarily think there's something wrong with their behavior so again they're not seeking treatment for their personality they're seeking treatment because they're depressed or because i can't keep friends i can't keep a job they don't know that means they have a personality disorder that just puts a name to their behavior um but like we said, they they aren't researchers aren't entirely sure what causes this disorder. You know, they say it's possible that it could have come from a cold or kind of distant parenting. So um, a very intrusive mother, an absent father, or just being shy as a child and that paired with like an absent father or whatever just kind of morphs into this disorder. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, there's the whole nature versus nurture which is really big, which I said we would talk about. Yeah, and a lot of personality, like personality in general, whether or not it's disordered or not, is there's like biological components in theory, and then there's like stuff that happens during childhood that shapes you, yeah. That's nature versus nurture. So the nature part of it is your biology, and the nurture part of it is your environment. And there's a theory, and I tried to find it, but I couldn't couldn't find anything on it. that says your biology is a loaded gun and your environment is what pulls the trigger. And I 100% believe that. I don't think one sways more. I don't think there's more nurture involved, there's more nature involved. I Mm. think it's a collective decision, I guess, between everything um, going on in your body and then your environment that decides where you end up. And after taking a behavioral class, which I'm still in, I mean, your environment, if you look at it from a behavioralist um, or behaviorist point of view, which I really like uh, behaviorism because it makes sense to me, you like your environment is absolutely everything, Mm -hmm. everything. Your environment chooses how you're going to act, what you're going to believe, like it's just insane to me. And I look at like serial killers and you, for example, I look at like Jeffrey Dahmer who had a really fucked up life and he was obviously not right in the head biologically, but had his life not been so fucked up, would he have ended up murdering people? And I don't think from the movie I watched, which like, I don't know how accurate that is, but the guy who wrote the movie, I'm referencing my friend Dahmer. um, The guy who wrote the movie was friends with Dahmer in high school. Oh, wow. And he wrote it from that point of view. So if that is accurate or what they're saying is true, I don't necessarily know if he would have ever turned into a serial killer. Yeah. Or if he would have just been weird, you know? Right. Because he did. He played with, like, dead animals, and he, like, put their their bodies mm-hmm. in, like, acid. But had his environment not been as bad, would he have decided to um, kill people? Yeah. I don't know. And that could be the it's difference between just being oh, weird absolutely. and, like, Because how many people somewhere? are sociopaths but don't ever murder people, you know? Exactly. There That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm 
telling you I've met people like that. But so I'm like, there are sociopaths in the world. I, I hope everybody of. listening realizes that they've probably met somebody with antisocial personality disorder, yeah. or they've met somebody who is clinically diagnosed as a sociopath. But that doesn't mean that they want to kill people. Right. And that's the common misconception with that disorder, which I can't wait to talk about that disorder. Um, Because that's antisocial disorder is the specific disorder I want to work with. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So there's a big misconception with that, you know, but it really is your environment. Mm -hmm. I mean, it says a lot about how you turn out in your life. It's so fascinating. And I I fucking love it. I love behaviorism for that reason. Predict. Yeah, you can predict somebody's someone's outcome based on like how fucked up they have case studies with twins. Um, both who were susceptible to schizophrenia, because if you have a twin, the twin has a 50%. If you're a twin and you have schizophrenia, your twin has a 50% chance of also having schizophrenia. And these twins were separated at birth. Obviously, this wasn't a moral study. This was done like years (laughs) ago. Of course not. (laughs) Um, And one developed schizophrenia and one did not. Hmm. And it's like the environments were very different. So like what brought it out that the other didn't, you know? It's very interesting. And is the other one like still off in some way, but just not like... I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, I've only briefly heard about it in like psychology classes. It's something I've heard like referenced periodically throughout different psych classes, but it's extremely interesting. Wow. It's fascinating. Your environment, guys, be careful about what you put and allow in your environment because it will shape you more than you think it will. And if you have kids, be careful what you put in their environment. It's like something completely out of your control. Yeah. It's insane. I fucking love it. But anyway, so that's like the psychology, quote unquote, behind it there. I mean, they just don't know. You really don't know with personality disorders. It's just just kind of is what it is, yeah. you know. So now we're going to get on to the treatments. Edward, would you yes. like to comment? It's my turn. Yes. So the most common is psychotherapy. And that's different than CBT, our right. queen. Um, psychotherapy, I believe, is the psychoanalytic right. viewpoint so of it. Right, so kind of delving into one of our has anything happened audience in your members childhood? does not like Freudian <laughs> theory. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Jess. Fuck, I fucked oh, up already. Whoa. I never call you that. That's well, gotta anyway. be canceled out. Right, and um, just yeah. put a over it. <laughs> yes, pretty sure. <laughs> They'll be so They'll be like, what? What did I call? they'll be like you already said (laughs) okay um psychotherapy i believe is the psychoanalytic approach correct yes yes the freudian the freudian theory that you know you've got some underlining issues going on we're gonna figure that out and that should help whatever which i believe is very it's like hypnosis which i did okay like last month and that was a very interesting experience um so yeah so that's the most common treatment for it but there are some more and in addition to that modeling healthy relationship skills and emotional expression so basically teaching them how to interact right so this is coming from the idea that these people may have developed it from distant parenting yeah. or cold parenting so it's like you didn't get that as a kid we're going to teach you what it's like yeah. what it looks like so they have yeah. some kind of basis and then empathy training teaching the person how to identify express and respond to emotion yeah. another social aspect mm-hmm. that. that they probably didn't learn at home yeah. most likely 
and social skills training, including role playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that means like the therapist is like, okay, not kinky. <laughs> Get your mind out. <laughs> Robert of said burb. kinky. Yeah, no. <laughs> the therapist is like, okay, I'm this person, and I'm telling you, I'm having a bad day. What will your reaction be? And someone okay. with SPD would be like, sorry, <laughs> sorry, right. I don't really care. Okay. That sucks, but whatever. Yeah. And they'll be like, no, you're, you know, you should have some empathy. Like your their dog just died. You should say, I'm sorry. That sounds terrible. So I think that's what yeah. they mean by role-playing. Okay. And building a support network. Right, because they don't have one, because they don't yes. talk to people. <laughs> and interestingly enough, SPD can be treated by medication. Right, which, which is... I mentioned earlier, and it's very – I was very surprised to find that out. Yeah. And um, Eddie can talk more on that. So there's Risperdal, which is a class of antipsychotics specifically used for people who display excessive serotonin antagonism, meaning – that there's an overproduction of serotonin that could be attributing to their psyche. Right. So this was interesting to me because I did mention before that people with SPD don't normally have psychotic symptoms. Um, it is, it can happen, but it's not common. So to be put on an antipsychotic is very interesting to me. Yeah. But if they are doing it to prevent, um, you know, serotonin because there's too much in their system, I guess I can understand that because yeah. it's not treating hallucinations per se but it's treating it's, you know there's still a common there's still like, something going cause. on right right yeah. right yeah and in addition to that there's zyprexa or zyprexa yeah. which is a, another atypical antipsychotic that's typically used for borderline personality disorder we're not going into that yet right that'll be another episode <laughs> <laughs> but it has been found to be effective in treating early psychosis even though psychosis, again, is not typical of this disorder, but if it does occur... Right. They, then... I guess the goal is we can catch it early. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And finally, Wellbutrin. Shout out to Wellbutrin. Shout out to Wellbutrin. That's Wellbutrin. my bitch. Sponsored. Yeah. Not really. I just went up on my Wellbutrin. I feel amazing. Yeah. So shout out. <laughs> so that would be an antidepressant, mm -hmm. which is um, introduced typically after an SSRI has failed or reduced efficacy. Yeah. So... Actually, is that's exactly what happened to me. Yeah. That's um, I was on Paxil sense. first. It didn't work. So they put me on Wellbutrin to try to make it work more. Um, still didn't work. So now I'm coming off the Paxil and they added a different medication along with the Wellbutrin. So that's interesting. Yeah. I did not put that together when I was doing my research, but that's literally what exactly happened to me. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's the disorder in a nutshell. I mean, not a nutshell, but, you know, and it's all it. And now we have something interesting that we're going to do. Yes. We're going to read um, some Quora forum questions about people living with SPD. And these are their actual responses and their explanations of what it feels like to live with SPD. And reading this stuff is It's great. Amazing. I love Quora. Yeah, like, I mean, I never shameless even... Shameless plug. But seriously. there's so many people that share just crazy experiences. It's amazing. I didn't imagine. even know this kind of stuff was on yeah. Quora. And I just, yeah, I'm super excited to get into this. So do you want right. me to start or do you want I to start? I can start off. Okay, which right, one so are you doing? this first one, should I shout out their name? Hell yeah. Okay. I mean, they already put it on the internet. Right. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make them famous. All right, so Vivian Lee says, it's basically like being an extreme introvert. And although normal introverts need and seek out socialization or relationships every once in a while, schizoids do not. And in fact, they are frequently even hostile to the idea of socializing and having relationships. The textbook, Schizoid is 100% asocial 
not to be confused with antisocial. Right. So asocial means completely don't want anything to do with anything that's social. Ever. Antisocial. These people, people with antisocial disorder typically just lack like empathy and they don't necessarily understand like interactions per se or like <sighs> reading people empathy not like they just don't understand i want to say like morals because yeah. a lot of people with antisocial personality disorder like they they steal stuff they they don't think they're gonna get caught mm-hmm. and they don't necessarily think what they're doing is wrong okay but that's a whole nother episode yeah. there's a lot to that there's a lot to that but anyways yeah and okay she goes on to say i know because i am one and a rather extreme case of a schizoid i have no friends and do not intend to make any and try to cut off my family relationships as much as i can although it doesn't it doesn't help that they were abusive in my childhood and adolescence. there you go so there's there one go. of the causing factors that they said yeah and okay of course it's not loading now says i'm, I'm also a romantic asexual so no desire for intimate relationships either um, when I watched a video on this disorder, they said to not confuse those two because just because they don't seek these relationships doesn't mean they're asexual. Because um, it's not like they don't have sexual feelings. They just don't have a desire. Is everything okay over there? Yes, I'm sorry. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get the internet um, hooked Okay, up. so she says, the only time I consort with other humans is when it's a necessity to do so, like in the workplace, at school, or facing a teller at the bank, etc. But even at work, I don't talk to my coworkers unless it's a necessity. I don't make friendly conversation at all. I just clock in, do my job, ignore everyone else, and then clock out, rinse, wash, repeat. This is why my coworkers never talk to me either. I think they've just come to realize I'm a weird loner it's been like this in every job i've worked at i only wish there were more decent paying solitary jobs available i'd switch careers in a heartbeat then again i have a physical speech disability that makes me almost functionally mute during bad episodes so i've got that major hurdle even if i wanted to be social wow Ooh, wow that's tough so that was vivian um that's very interesting very interesting i love hearing from people that have actually lived through it yeah um it puts a whole new perspective on everything because i think it's one thing to sit here and talk about what a disorder is but until you've seen it or you've heard it from someone that's like lived with it it's it's a completely different ball game yeah you know? it's so much it's different once you learn like the little mm-hmm. the little the things little that things, add up right and, and it's it's yeah. incredible it really is um i think there were two on here but i don't Oh, yeah. Odyssey Raven. Okay. Yeah. Do you see that one? Do you want to read it? I got it. I'm back online. Okay. We're good. (laughs) So this person says, for me, it constantly feels like there is a thick pane of glass separating me from everyone else. I, that hits. (laughs) That really hits. (laughs) I can, (laughs) right. I can watch people react with heavy emotions and be in a very near vicinity around them. And my mood will not change one bit. It feels as if as though their life is on display for me and I'm only watching, never becoming engrossed in their life. This is even apparent for the people I would consider friends and even family. Wow. Wow. So like I said earlier, um, with the role playing, even if something is going on around them, around them with the people they know, um, it doesn't affect them at all. It sounds like they're just like on a different wavelength. Yeah. Because I'm the exact opposite. I'm, an empath so i take on other people's emotions i feel other people's emotions very heavily so i 
I mean, I just, I feel like it would just feel empty. That does sound really, it sounds like being extremely depressed. Yeah, but like, I don't think they're sad. But they're not. They're not yeah, sad. It's like being depressed without part. being sad, almost. Yeah. Like, they don't, it doesn't bother them, which right. is good. Yeah. Um, But get it. it just doesn't, That's. it's just wild. It's wild. Okay, and then the last one um, is from, oh, I don't know how you say this name, Aurori Mercier. Um, and they said, one of the hardest things to me is having to pretend to be something I am not whenever I go outside, having to fake emotional responses, pretending to be interested in people's petty problems, making small talk, etc. I would perfectly, I would be perfectly content spending the rest of my days all alone. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That's sad that like that, that's sad that they have, they feel they have to put on a face for us because society our society, I should say, um, doesn't conform. So it sounds like they kind of care, or at least they do in right, that case. Right, a little bit. But, or maybe they just don't, maybe other people like, I don't, ask too many questions. I think it's, if like weird. she said, it's, or they said, it's draining. Yeah. It just takes a lot out of them because, I mean, imagine like lying to someone or everybody every single day. Right. Like, and having to keep up with that and never experiencing that lie but pretending that you have mm -hmm. like, I mean, not saying that these people are serial killers, but it's the same. It's kind of the same concept. Oh, sorry. One of our uh, audience members has a question. Do you think schizoid personality disorder people are those who have become self-sufficient and just live in <gasps> That's a good question. A so question. our um, audience member asked if people living with SPD are the type to become self-sufficient and can live like they live in the woods. Um, I'd say it sounds like it. You, As you were talking about some of these cases, I thought, like, why? That person should go live in the woods. Like, yeah, they they'd would probably love be that. happily, like, very happily content. Because then you don't have to, content. like, play around to the, what society expects yeah, you to do. Yeah, they like, could you, just live in just a log a cabin. Person. Yeah, almost like Ron Swanson in Parks and Rec. <laughs> Did he do that? <laughs> he had a cabin in the woods, yeah. Oh, God. Um, but I feel bad for people who have to hide who they are. Yeah. And that goes for anything across the board. So it's it's unfortunate that we live in a society where mental health is so stigmatized that if someone's like, hey, I have this disorder, so I might be a little, you know, quote unquote off. Right. That we can't just be like, okay, no big That's deal. That's fine. And just accept And conform that. to that. Yeah. But instead, they have to conform to us. Yeah. And that pisses me off. Because I remember, um, did you ever see, no, you don't watch movies. I don't know why I didn't. I Maybe didn't even it, finish Sometimes my... I'll be like, yeah, I saw that movie. And Robert did you see will be the like, Joker what? Movie? You saw that? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I could answer that. But in one of the scenes, first off, I love that movie. But um, in one of the scenes, he writes, the worst part about having a mental illness is having to pretend like you don't. Yeah. And I was like, facts. Like, honestly, yeah. facts. Because society is so, like, they just attack you they just jump and they're like well there's something wrong with you so mm -hmm. you're outcasted now and then they just Bye. latch onto it and they latch onto it and they that's just who you are to them now yeah. so you know it's it makes me sad to hear those that's things. part of the reason why i think um working with personality patients is so like fascinating to me or Agreed. like i want to do it because yes. i feel like everyone is just writing them off like all the absolutely time. and it's even like, like cool. psychologists they because yeah. they don't get it and personality disorders are so hard to work with you have to be very patient because again yeah. they don't see an issue in their behavior so to them it's just this is who i am right this what are you talking my, about right like this is just how i feel because they've never 
experienced what a quote unquote, I'm using so many quotes because it's so stupid sometimes, but like what normalcy is. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's interesting. It's very interesting. Personality disorders are amazing. Absolutely I can't amazing. Wait to do more. I think I really do believe I was really close with someone who had a borderline. Yeah. Um, and from growing up with them and like going through different things with them, I look back and I've talked to my therapist about it and they, you know, Linda said, um, which is my therapist that they sounded borderline. Yeah. And so I feel like I've always had a weird attachment with personality disorders because I feel like I've come in contact with these people before and I just didn't realize that's what it was, yeah. but they were just, I don't know. I wanted to help them. So, that's my goal in life is just to be Good. able to help these people, you know. Yeah, if you have firsthand experience with something, that always makes yeah. it more like. Yeah, but that was schizoid personality yep. disorder. I can't believe we were able to do a whole episode on one disorder. We pulled that off. We did it. Yeah. Yeah, we really did. Hopefully it was informative. Yeah, and in front of <laughs> a live studio audience right. in a van on the way to they California to hijack the Ellen show. Yeah, it look was at them. They're inconsolable right now. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> they're so bored with this. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, can we go home now? Yeah. All right, no, guys. you're on the bus. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we will see you next week. And we love you. And... Do we need to plug? Oh, right. Our Instagram and stuff. Yeah, I always forget course. about that. So you guys can follow us on Instagram at Off Our Meds or on Twitter at Our Meds Podcast or Facebook at Off Our Meds Podcast. Yep. And that's, and that's it. about it. We'll see, see you guys. guys next week. Bye. The Off Our Meds Podcast.